I'm Wes. It's Wednesday the 13th of February 2013 and in today's episode we are talking about solo female travel, um, how a Canadian airline had to get grounded because of something silly a family did and the planned extensions for the Grand Canyon. So glad to have you joining us for another episode of the Wes Wonders podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Wes Wonders podcast. I'm your host, Wes, um, and joining me today is Michael TSO from Art of Backpacking and Kaylin O'Neill from Travel Yourself. Hey, guys. Hey there. Thank you for having <laughs> us. Going? Good, good. Just uh, getting last few days before I head to Europe, so yeah, just that's, packing uh, over here. Coming up pretty fast. Um, so obviously it's your first episode on the show for both of you. Um, so where are you heading to, Mike? Let everyone know. Well, I'll be heading to uh, Finland on Sunday. And uh, first time in Finland, will be there for a week, uh, thanks to the Finnish tourism board. And from Finland, I'll be headed to uh, Italy and then uh, Germany. I had to think about that. But I'll be in Europe for about a month. And I'm pretty excited about that. And all of it will be on uh, Art of Backpacking. Sounds pretty good. Um, so tell us a little bit more about Art of Backpacking. What's that all about? Uh, I started Art of Backpacking in 2008 to plan my trip and uh, write about how I was planning the, the whole process of saving money and uh, quitting my job and everything. So that happened a few months before I left and went to go traveling for a year. And I wrote about uh, my adventure of saving and getting to that point and then my adventure itself. And it's about uh, adventure travel, uh, saving money on the road and trying to just like motivate people to uh, travel and just get out there because it's in the U.S. at least, it's just not that popular. So, with art of backpacking, I try to uh, get people in the U.S. that to say that travel is not crazy, and that's uh, one of the biggest things that I try to do with art of backpacking. And that's basically nice. it. Yeah, been running it for a while, and it's been a good journey so far. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll follow along, and it's pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Um, so how about you, Kaylin? Um, tell us about Travel Yourself. Um, I started Travel Yourself in 2009 when I decided that I was traveling a lot um, and I should start making my own travel TV show like everyone else wants to have. However, instead of just wanting my show, I actually took a cameraman with me to Spain for a week and we shot the first episode of my own show. And I've been traveling and filming and editing and writing and producing videos of my travels ever since. And I recently launched a second site in the past year called thetasteoftravel.com. So I'm running two websites and I'm trying to make travel blogging a full-time job. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> That's the dream for all of us. <laughs> yeah. Easy to um, come in, but yeah. easy to make a full-time living out of it. Yeah. <laughs> 
So that video, um, you released that a few months ago, didn't you? Is that the La Tomatia video or the, whatever it is? La Tomatina, yeah. Um, uh, when did I, maybe, in the past year I released it. Um, I was holding that footage back until I could get a, a producer on board and because um, I was waiting because it was I thought the footage was way better than I could ever shoot myself so I held it back for a bit but now it can be on seen online on travelyourself.ca I would love to have a producer just follow me around and just record me all, the whole time and I don't have to do anything <laughs> editing really is the hardest part a lot of I... money and paid for hotels instead of staying in hostels because that was crazy yeah. I have no money now yeah. <laughs> I would gladly just follow you around and be your cameraman if you were going to pay for everything for me. Yeah. I did. I paid for, I paid for that trip because I was crazy. But that's the last time I'll be doing that unless I get more money. <laughs> Back when you had a full-time job? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I still do. Uh, <laughs> tied to Australia. <laughs> well, you can at least then hire a cameraman and pay for all of his expenses or her expenses. Yeah. <laughs> That is true. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, I, I guess we'll jump into the first story that we have from there. Um, this one's been um, a big talking point in the travel community over the past week or so. Um, and it's all come about with the recent uh, the rape and murder of a woman in India. Um, I don't know about you guys, but it's been on the news a fair bit in Australia. Um, and recently, a 33-year-old mother from New York was um, found dead in Turkey. And um, I think the the big story that's coming out from this is, um, you know, many people are saying that solo travel for females isn't safe, and you know they should stop doing that. Um, so. I'm going to throw this over to you first, Kaylin, because I know you do solo travel a lot. So um, what do you think about this whole story? Well, um, a, a lot of the problem, I think uh, Michael's fiance knows, has written one of the best articles about it. Originally, there was an article on NBC, and over 800 comments were left on that article saying how, you know, women should never travel by themselves. This is what happens, and really horrible, disturbing comments, and... Stephanie wrote it best that it's not the traveling that's the problem, it's the victimization of women and the way women are treated around the world that's the problem. Mm. Um, so it is, I mean, I don't, I don't know a ton to talk about it a lot, but I do know that solo travel is safe and there's all these facts and numbers proving that more women are killed at home by people they know than they do traveling abroad. So in the past 10 years, three Americans have been killed in Turkey where how many are killed every day at home. So it's, it's, it's unfortunate that they're relating it to travel and solo travel and that that's what's wrong when it's not true at all because there's me and I've put an article together on my site listing 20 other people that travel solo and we're all fine living it and not having problems at all. So it's, it's unfortunate that people are turning it that way but hopefully we started a hashtag on Twitter talking about it called hashtag we go solo and hopefully that'll open people's eyes and see that's not the problem. That hashtag has uh, really been blowing up, hasn't it? Yeah, it's gotten a lot of response. I haven't been following it, but uh, I see it on my feed from other people, and yeah, it's been really used a lot lately. 
Yeah, and it's a, it's a yeah. great initiative started by a few of the other ladies, and hopefully it can do something. Do you know who started alive. that? It's a pretty interesting Mary idea. Yeah. I think Mary Ellen from Breathe, Dream, Go. I think her and a couple people were brainstorming about it and came up with it. On That's Facebook. a smart way to come together and, and show a message to, uh, that female solo travels. Not a, it's not a new thing, and it's not as dangerous as that article made it out to be. Well, yeah, like um, Evelyn Hannon from Journey Woman, she's been traveling solo by herself for 30 years. She was like one of the first people to ever have a travel blog. You know, when as soon as you could start typing your own information on the internet, she was, and she still runs this site, and she's 70-something years old, and, you know, she's never been murdered in some country by doing what she loves. So, Do you guys think that all this backlash will have uh, an effect on... The media? Do you think the media going to pick it up? Well, I mean, I don't know. Like, I wonder if, I wonder what NBC is thinking about that one article with all the comments. Like, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that we haven't seen it. I mean, I know what, I'm in this bubble of travel bloggers, so maybe no one else is noticing it at all, but I would like to think that someone will notice it and pick it up. Because I think it's an important yeah. topic. Because another girl I know, um, Amanda Williams from DangerousBusiness.com, she wrote, kind of like an open letter to her father because this would be something that he'd be upset about. You know, people hear that on TV and then say, well, you can't do that. It's crazy. When And she wrote a letter about, you know, talking about the safety issues and the crude acts against women around the world. And It's unfortunate that one thing like this can tarnish something that a lot of people love doing. So let's hope it doesn't. And hopefully it doesn't deter anyone who hasn't started traveling by themselves yet. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's the thing that I don't get about it really is, you know, everyone or some of the things that and the comments that I've seen are like, oh, you shouldn't do it. It's so unsafe. But, yeah, like you were saying before, there's, you know, heaps of cases where, you know, people get murdered or mugged or whatever in their own backyard. And I, I think, I mean, yeah, there are, you know, dangerous areas around the world, but, um, you know, it's just like your own city. You well, yeah, I I live in a city that's not that big, but it still has its dodgy areas, and you just know to stay away from them, um, you know, at four o'clock in the morning or whatever. So, you know, when I was travelling, like I did my first trip solo, and you know, I knew nothing about half the cities that I went to, but you you kind of get a feel for the places that you shouldn't be going to because you know, it just doesn't feel right or anything like that. So. You know, there's just as much um, chance of, or probably more chance of stuff happening at home with people who know you or see you all the time rather than just a random incident overseas. And mm -hmm. you know, I think it's getting all blown out of proportion. Well, and that's and what you're saying, It's that's the key point of it. You know, one of the biggest rules when traveling by yourself is to trust your gut. And if you feel like a situation could put you in harm's way, obviously you'll try to avoid it. Try not to go out at late nights when uh, late at night when you don't know you're not familiar with the city and you know just be smart research the areas try to stay out of the trouble spots and I mean I've knock on wood I've traveled solo on so many trips and the only one time where I felt like I was in a sticky situation it was the middle of the afternoon in Edinburgh and there was just this local guy and he was just talking to me too much and 
you know, I just made up a story about having to meet friends and walked quickly away and that was it. So you just have to keep your smarts about you and because it can be a wonderful experience. I mean, I'm a totally different person than I was four years ago if I hadn't been traveling solo. Um, you know, I really, you know, we can really grow and you also meet people and you become more open and I think it's, I think it's one of the best things a person can do in life to have, help grow themselves is to travel by yourself. Yeah, I, I agree. Like my first, well, before my first trip, I was um, really shy and um, my wife, we got married a few months ago, but um, I probably, before I started traveling, wouldn't have talked to her um, and, you know, wouldn't have gotten to know her just because I was so shy and then, you know, didn't have anything to say really. But And here you are with your own traveling. podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I'm nervous, but, you know. Um, but, yeah, like I, I came out of my shell so much because of travel and especially solo because, you know, you spend a week. Um, it forces you to, to talk cities. to people. Yeah, like. You, you get lonely after, you know, a, a week or so of not talking to anyone. So you'll just talk to anyone that will talk back to you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they won't even. But, you know, you just get to that point like... where you just, yeah, <laughs> you just try and communicate with people because, you know, it's just what you do. And, yeah, it just gives you, well, I think it you know, just gives you a whole bunch more confidence and, you know, you come out of your shell a lot more because of solo travel. Yeah, it definitely teaches you yeah. things that you could not uh, achieve at home. I think that uh, solo travel can just, yeah, definitely can teach you a lot of things that you're not used to doing at home, rather. Uh, when you're at a hostel, you're pretty much forced to talk to people. Otherwise, you're going to be lonely the whole time. And you just kind of get out of your comfort zone. And I was going to say, when you travel with friends, you kind of tend to stay in that own bubble and you don't need to make friends then. And, you know, it's almost as if you might as well have just stayed home because you're limiting yourself to the experiences you might have otherwise. And that's why uh, Stephanie and I were really glad we had solo traveled before as well. Mm -hmm. So then now, so now we, know what it, we know what it feels like to solo travel and travel as a couple. So whenever we want to travel solo as a couple, we, we do that as well. So there's no hard feelings at all because we like to travel by ourselves sometimes too. Although we've gotten really used to traveling together now that it's hard to go solo because now yeah. we depend on each other really well. But uh, but you're, you're yeah. probably way more open to talking to people and meeting oh, people. Oh, for sure. Than yeah. I remember when I was traveling solo though, hating the couples because they would just stick together. <laughs> but <laughs> every now and then though, there was a the couple that would talk to me and I would forget that they're a couple and that's really nice. And that's what I hope. Some people see in Stephanie and I, but I know that some people are just going to hate us because we're couples and they're not going to talk to us. I remember I felt that way. It happens. <laughs> um, so, uh, Mike, you're obviously we're talking about your fiance, um, Steph, and you're, I think Kaylin was saying that she wrote an article about it. Um, so, What's your view on this whole thing? And um, we'll chuck a link up to that article in the show notes as well so people can read about that. It's, it's funny because um, when Steph wrote that article, she was like, you know what? I feel like I need to write something about this whole thing. So she wrote it in like an hour. And then uh, she's like, take a look. Should I publish this? Because it's like more ranty and stuff. So she wrote it in like an hour. 
I was like, hell yeah, we'll publish that. And then uh, just wrote it in the same morning and then published it. And uh, now it's gone viral. And it's going to be her most popular post on the site by far. And now everyone's linking to her. So there's some really great uh, article juice. And it's been doing really well and definitely agree with her. And I saw the article before she published it. And I think Kaylin hit it pretty well uh, with her points earlier about the, um, about the article. Yeah. So, yeah, I think what we can take from this story, even though lots of people are saying, you know, solo travel is dangerous, especially for females, is, um, well, it's, it's not. Like, trust, you, trust your instincts and, you know, be careful, but, you know, don't let, um, you know, one or two things that happen out of, you know, thousands of solo female travellers. Um, so don't let these few little stories deter you from, you know, going out there and experiencing this. Well, and that's just like, you know, there's car accidents, but we still get in a car every day. Well, that's, well, this is, the, there's a difference between, I think, that, that uh, the car and when we travel is that when we travel things happen to us that we cannot control and then there's an extra fear into the things that we cannot control but when we get into a car even though it's more dangerous than flying um, or traveling and it's that when we're in a car we can uh, control the car so we feel safer because we know that we have full control over anything that happens even though statistically you might it might be more dangerous than some other activities it's just the the control versus not control and that's i think what that's what brings on fear more than others mm -hmm. yeah and um i read a random story years ago um this is a tangent but um it was about uh control of cars and they were saying that they could make a highway out of magnets um, and put magnets on your car and you could shoot up the highway at 150 miles an hour or something like that. Um, but obviously you wouldn't have any control because you're just essentially on a rail. Um, but they did a survey about it and pretty much no one agreed that it was a great idea because they'd have no control of the car. Yeah, exactly, Which, yeah. I, yeah, I think stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't sound like we're going to have much of a choice with the Google car and everything coming out. I think uh, everything will eventually just be automatic. Which is good if you want to do other stuff while you're driving. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't even know. I, I don't own a car anymore, but I hate cars. So it's just, I know we're going off topic, but it's just, when I was uh, sell, selling all my stuff, I just got rid of that piece of junk. They're so expensive. My car was so cold here today, it wouldn't start, so. <laughs> Canada problems. <laughs> Thanks. Year round. <laughs> um, I think that's a good segue to our uh, next story, actually. Um, this one's a bit of an odd story, but I found it funny. Um, and Caitlin brought this one to the table. Um, a Canadian airline en route from Halifax in Canada um, to the Dominican Republic had to make an emergency landing in Bermuda or because a family thought it was a great idea to light up a cigarette and have a bit of a smoke while they're on board. Um, 
So you know, I'm not a smoker and never have been, so I don't know how bad the urges are. Um, I don't know if either of you guys have ever smoked, but, um, you know, what, what do you think about this, this family that just decided to light up in the middle of a flight? I'm not a smoker either, but I'm just wondering, like, how desperate do you need to do, need to be to have to light up? I mean, how far is that flight? A couple hours? It's probably only a five-hour flight. That's, that's crazy. No, I think I looked it up. It's a four-hour flight. Well, there you <laughs> go. That, I mean, that person I, knew, I think. Like, you don't just, like, go in, go in there and light up a cigarette and think that you're not going to get in trouble. Like, there must be something else happening there. Or just something Well, they just were taking turns off. in the bathroom, apparently, smoking. Ah. But doesn't, there's, like, fire alarms. Like, with yeah, the fire alarm. Did they think they were actually going to get away with it? I would like to know I, I how, how many people about. have tried this. Just, like, ever in the world <laughs> per year. How many people have tried well, to smoke? And there's like a big fine too, isn't there? Um, I yeah, big fine or you get arrested and everything. I think it's a, quite a big deal. Yeah. And they mention it in the safety brief as well that you're not allowed to smoke anywhere on the plane or in the toilet. I kind of actually, I kind of get annoyed at the no smoking signs because I'm like, who who would be an idiot enough to smoke by now? I mean, it's been years that we've been banning this stuff. I mean, it's like common sense now. The same as putting on your shoes. It's just you go outside, you put on your shoes. You kind of get on a plane and you don't light a cigarette. It's, it's so common that you don't even have to tell wondering, anyone to not do it. I wonder, like this, I don't know, like the parents were in their 50s, the kid was 22. Apparently they were with another son who was 16. Maybe he wasn't involved in the smoking, but maybe it was their first flight or maybe they just, I don't know. Time warped it's to the 60s. I, I don't know. They just... <laughs> I remember. I remember when I was a little kid. I remember it would be like there'd be a certain time on the flight, and the sign would go off, and they'd be like, "Okay, time to smoke," and then you wouldn't be able to smoke. When I was, from I remember, you couldn't smoke your seat anymore, but there were still those ashtrays that you used to be able to smoke your seat, but you had to go stand by the bathroom and you could smoke, and then you'd go sit down again when the sign came on. It was the craziest thing ever. Not only okay. is it you know bad for everyone else around you, but you could literally light the plane on fire. <laughs> you know, it's so surprising that they didn't that didn't occur to them when they yeah. made smoking okay for planes that that's that cigarette could just light the whole thing on fire. Well, and they refused to tell the stewardesses what they did with their cigarette butts, so they had to fly a Canadian mechanic to Bermuda to check over the plane to make sure that there wasn't like a smoldering ash somewhere that was gonna like blow it up. It's <laughs> Mind-boggling. I don't, I don't even know. Yeah, it's beyond yeah. me. All those yeah, people are poor vacations. I mean, Bermuda's not a horrible place to have to stop in for the night, but, you know, you just want to get there where you're headed. Well, yeah, I think, what was it, 180 passengers, and they yeah. had to be put up in a hotel overnight. For like $40,000 to the airline or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's really well, the family got arrested, and I think they got let off on bail. I wonder if the airline gets any of that bail money. <laughs> I have to deal with the costs. Well, well, I don't know. You would think. I thought it was a really big offense. Like, I didn't think it was just like two thousand dollars slap on the wrist. Like, I thought it was like jail time serious, they, isn't it? They got arrested in Bermuda, from what I saw in the article, right? Because I think yeah, uh, straight off the flight. Yeah, so they are following their regulations. So whatever they have. Over there. So if it happened in the U.S., they'd be in jail for I don't know however long. But uh, I think that 
would be more severe here than it would be in Bermuda. But it's you. You think it's it's not like air. It's airline policy everywhere, isn't it? Standard. Oh um, yeah, but it's also by country. If you're getting a, arrested. Although, I wonder if they waited well, until they were close to Bermuda. So they're like, we're into this now. Better do it by Bermuda. And I'm sure they're never getting on another flight by that airline. Oh yeah, but that's blacklisted. just a, yeah. That that airline just does all inclusive vacations, anyways. Really. But. That'll make it fun for them to get home, though. Yeah. <laughs> Swim Just home walk. now. Figure it out. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't, even, I don't even know if that airline works out of Bermuda either, so they'll have to like, get a totally different airline out. Crazy. <laughs> it's crazy this day and age that someone will do that. It's nuts. And three of them, to boot. Like, it's, they all thought it was fine. All three of them lit it up? Yes. Well, all three of them were smoking. Yeah. And then they all got arrested. All three yeah. of them. So I don't know what they did with the other kid. Yeah. They just left him in the terminal. He went. He kept going to Dominican and had a vacation by himself. <laughs> yeah. Wow, well, lucky him then. He, he got his parents on the way back. He got the better half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, did you know the family, Kaylin? You know, you're from Halifax. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I did not. I feel, I think I feel like I heard in the news that they were from Cape Breton, but I'm not sure, and that's about six hours from me. You know. Now it explains everything. They're from Halifax. You are. Yeah. <laughs> it was me. Wanted to write a good blog post about it, and I got arrested. So you put well. your parents on a plane and told them to light up. That's yeah. right, isn't it? <laughs> uh, uh, crazy story. Well, that's just like the story that blew up the other day when Matt, when Nomadic Matt and Mike from Vagabondish and Lee. Um, they were all on a flight going, was it to Bermuda or Bahamas, Barbados? Ah, uh, yes, I heard about this story. And the uh, the pressure dropped in the cabin, and they all had photos of themselves wearing oxygen masks, and all those stories blew up. Great that pictures, wasn't illegal. though. Yeah, great pictures. I would have been all over that, <laughs> taking video of it. <laughs> I don't know if the video would be all that exciting once you've got the mask on, though. Yeah, but whoever Sitting sees the video on. of that happening... And sometimes I kind of wish like the face masks and everything would just drop off by accident, obviously. Yeah. Just like just to scare the crap out of everybody for like just a split second, <laughs> you know. And then you and could just got a pilot pressing the button. button. <laughs> On your next flight, ask the stewardess if you could borrow the demo one, take some photos. Oh yeah. <laughs> just take your own on board. Yeah. It would be um, really fun to play with the life jackets, honestly. <laughs> they just go, well, you're not supposed to do them until you get off the plane, remember? Really That's when true. you pull the cord. <laughs> oh, yeah. Someone's been paying attention. <laughs> well, I'm sure we've all heard it uh, about a thousand times by now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but um, Nomadic Matt and all them were fine. By the yeah. way, anyone that's listening, <laughs> yeah, we're here laughing about just it. Just in case so you're worried, we're just to laugh about yeah. it. <laughs> they tweeted it just as it went. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Anyway, so um, <laughs> on to the next story that we have here today. Um, there's plans to extend the biking trails around the. Rainbow Rim of the Grand Canyon. Um, personally, I didn't even know that there was biking trails around the Grand Canyon. 
apparently these are the only ones. But um, did you did any of you guys know that there was trails or like bike trails around there? Well, I knew you could walk and I knew you could ride a donkey. Um, I hadn't thought about <laughs> it, but I'm not surprised by it. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that you can do it, uh, but. I've actually never been to the Grand Canyon. That's on my list of things to do in the U.S. I I've been twice. I know, I've crazy. Steph always talks about it, and I've never been. It's, it's really big, really big hole in the ground. It's huge. Yeah. <laughs> did I you, would um, probably do a nice trail. In? Yeah. On my last trip, I did helicopter in, but we didn't land in the bottom. We just went over it and then back. Yeah. When I went, I got to helicopter in. Which is pretty fun, but I think the view from the top is kind of well. I'm not saying the view once you land in the canyon isn't bad. I think it's just better when you can see it all. Because when we landed, it there was we're just in a canyon and you can just see part of a river and a cliff. Yeah, so that looks good, but <laughs> um, you you don't get the full scale of it until you're flying over. I think. Are these bike trails? Do they go into it, or is it just around the the edge? Um, I, from what it says, it's just around the north um, ridge. So I think it's around the edge. Um, I found a, a forum with a few pictures uh, of the trail that exists now. Um, I don't know if you guys saw it. I'll chuck a link up in the show notes. But um, there's some pretty amazing views from the pictures that are on there. But then so, you have to ride a bike. Yeah. <laughs> Is that better or worse than hiking? Um, it depends on how much time you have to do the hiking. Because if it's slow hiking, like leisure hiking, I'm fine with <laughs> But if it's like uh, we're going to the top of this mountain in 20 minutes kind of hiking, neither. You guys ever see the episode? <laughs> uh, there was, um, what is it, uh, Waze almost died. Like the guy, I forgot what it's called, shower. Uh, people who almost died but then survived got really close to death. Uh is that the guy that um, the, rode like, his motorbike off the edge? No. And then his uh, parachute got caught up? No, but that sounds crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that somewhere. There's like a group of kids that went uh, to the Grand Canyon and went for a hike. And it was like, uh, an episode. Um, a group of kids went and they ran out of water and they were lost. And it was just one thing after another. They were having a really tough time and then even some of the kids didn't make it and they were all pretty young and uh like that just like frightened me it was like oh my god what if i get lost in the grand canyon because i would like to do a hike there but that episode scared the crap out of me because it uh, apparently like a, a reoccurrence though there's a lot of people that get lost over there because it's quite enormous well i must i would hope that those people weren't the prepared ones <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I think the the trail that they've got already is just a circle trail. So I think as as long as you stay on it, you should be all right. Mm. But then you would get you would have what half of it would be not looking into the canyon then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's something I should um, do. Unless I there's just, a bridge that goes over. I and just also, gotta, I guess if you if you hike down into it, you need to prepare to stay for the nighttime. Apparently. Mm. And it gets real cold at night over there. Yeah. It was cold in the day. I wore flip-flops, and it was like minus 9 out. I totally forgot that it was higher in elevation than Las Vegas, and everyone was pointing at me because I was the crazy person in flip-flops. <laughs> <laughs> I get that all the time. 
<laughs> and I was like freezing and I was like I, and there was even Australians on my tour and they're like what's wrong with you <laughs> well we're used to hot over here yeah <laughs> but they were saying I was crazy but yeah now that I got it's my GoPro says you're crazy. now that I got my GoPro I should go back there and, well go there for the first time rather and do that bike trail that'd be cool yeah well I'm I'm keen to go it's a it's a bit further for me to uh, to actually get there, but <laughs> yeah, you're real far. Fun to do. <laughs> ah, it's only like you know, eighteen thousand miles away. Only yes, it's, it's not too bad. <laughs> yeah. When was the last um, time you were in the U.S.? Uh, it would have been my round the world trip, so twenty ten. Um, I was only in Vegas for like, I think it was three days. I've yeah, never been to Vegas either. I've been there twice. <laughs> <laughs> it has its good points and it's bad, I think. I I, I wouldn't stay for very long because it gets kind of depressing because it's just casinos everywhere. But it is fun. What do you think, Caitlin? Like, you've been there, obviously, twice. Well, done the first time there. I went, I was 14 and it was a family vacation. Um, That's quite the same, I imagine. <laughs> no. <laughs> And that's, that's when Vegas was really pushing it to be a family destination. And MGM Grand had a big theme park behind it. And every hotel and casino had an arcade the size of the casino. And it was, in my eyes, it was awesome. And, you know, New York, New York has the big roller coaster. And Stratosphere has that crazy one on the top of it. Um, going this time, I won $700 of blackjack. And nice. I did some partying, ate some amazing food. And I really liked it. If you can, you know, if you, if you don't. If you go in there with an open mind and don't be jaded going in, it can be actually quite awesome. And the Cosmopolitan, which is the newest hotel there, or one of the newest in the past couple of years, I probably could have stayed there my whole trip. It had really great restaurants and bars and the casino, everything. It was a great place. I didn't even put this together. You went there recently. Yeah, November. Yeah, yeah. I remember. No, December. December. Yeah. That's cool. And you can check out the videos yeah. and more on TravelYourself.ca. <laughs> Good plug. That was a cue. That was a cue for you to talk about it. <laughs> um, well, I'd, well, about this, um, the trail, I wonder if they will do tours out there. Because obviously, well, I've got a mountain bike, but it's not great. But I'm not going to fly it over from Australia just so I can go riding around. So. I wonder if they will actually do tours where they drive you out and just go, here's a bike. See you oh, I bet day. they would. I would. I know that yeah. if I were there, I'm not going to bring I don't have a bike, so I would definitely rent one. Yeah. It would be smart for business. Yeah, for sure. A, Maybe we should start around like from, um, Vegas, <laughs> Isn't it like a 10-hour drive from Vegas? It doesn't seem oh, like that, but I, I flew. Heard it, something like that. It was like an hour flight yeah. from Vegas. Yeah, same. <laughs> it depends on what part of it you want to go to as well. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I, I reckon I'd definitely give it a try if they do offer stuff like that. Because yeah, I think it's oh, what were they saying? It's eighteen. 18k at the moment or something like that. I don't know what that is in miles. 11 or something, I think. And they're going to extend it by another 13, which is another 8 miles. As long as it gets approved. 
So I think they're still waiting on approval. Yeah. That'd be, be fun. fun. <laughs> Unless you, you know, ride off the edge of a cliff, that wouldn't be as fun. Just Because uh... I think some of the trail gets really close to it. So yeah. you'd, you'd want to be a confident enough rider, I reckon. Yeah. Well, when I did the dangerous road in Bolivia, that oh, was you really, did that? Yeah, and that was like right on the edge, riding, and I was you just like it's all downhill, and uh, the the amount of space you get for riding your bike is not very much, and since it's so high in altitude, it's rainy and stuff. So I I think that if I can do that, if I can do the Bolivia road, I'll probably be okay with the Grand Canyon. <laughs> I would say you yeah. would be. That road's crazy. Uh, um, do you guys get Top Gear over there? Like, is it big in the States? <clears throat> the I know what it is, but not really. Um, well, it's, it's big over here. It's like a British show, so I Top don't Gear. know how big it is. Mike, no did idea. you know that? Car show. What is it? Um, Top, Gear. Top Gear. Oh, Top Gear, Top Gear. I'm sorry. Yes, of course. Yeah. I have um, a friend who does with being the white guy and he has like a white motorcycle helmet yeah, and yeah. he wants to beat him. Because <laughs> they do a special where they go along the Bolivian road and I think um, I think it's Clarkson is uh, he's trying to drive past another four-wheel drive and half of his four-wheel drive tyre is off the road because it's not wide enough for two cars. Yeah. I think he was freaking out. So. Yeah, that's cra it's crazy because the the tour guy was telling me how those people have, uh, the locals have another road they can get on that goes around the mountain that's just like a straight road for them and it's much easier to navigate and can be even faster than that road. But for some reason, they're so used to taking that road that they just don't want to go on the other road. Like That's what they've been used to. The, all the truck drivers and stuff, and it's supposed okay. to be yeah, a two-way road, and uh, they just really want to get on that crazy road. Sometimes like buses of people will get on that one, and then they fall off, and then <laughs> then another one comes by. They they're not learning their lesson on that one. No, <laughs> I would hope the Grand Canyon one would be a bit safer. Yeah, yeah. After yeah. being in the U.S. and all, they probably have different. Just checkpoints in each stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, or yeah, exists over there. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm guessing you guys know what OHNS is. Sorry, I don't know if that's an Australian thing or not. What is it? Occupational health and safety. No. Oh, it's yes, like, we got. You know, don't do this. It's bad. Yeah. Yeah. What did you What did you call it though? OHNS. Occupational oh, health and safety. Each ah. funny. That's the problem. Oh yeah. Sorry. <laughs> the accent or something. H. H. <laughs> um. Cool. <laughs> uh. So, I think um, we'll we'll start wrapping it up. I think we've chatted for a bit. Um. So I have a a. Q&A section. Um, a few people put in a few questions uh, this week um, on, I think, my Facebook page. Um, so I don't know if you guys have seen them or not. No, but, I didn't know um, about this. Yeah, I didn't even <laughs> tell you about it. So, haha. -ha. 
Um, so Hannah Johnson from the UK, good friend of mine, um, she asks, if money and time were no object, where would you go and what would you do? Hmm. Um, <laughs> you go first, because I need to think about this one. If money and time were no object, then yeah. I would go everywhere that I could go. <laughs> Good as answer. As long as it's And that would include the moon. The, the, yeah. Why stop at the moon? Let's go to Mars. Yeah. Um, Mars, you might not. Uh, you have well, think you have a better coming back from the moon than Mars, but maybe. <laughs> well, I think that time is more valuable than money. So, yes. with time, having time is, that's a big one. You can, I guess, I don't know, just travel all the time. But I, I wouldn't, I would just live in different places. Maybe once a year, just go to a different place. I, I guess what I'm doing now, but uh, I wouldn't worry but so you're much. Never, you're not going to live to be 195. So you have to move around every three months or something. Yes. <laughs> if I want to travel to every country, yes. <laughs> yeah, depends what he wants to see. Well, I wouldn't. Maybe he only wants to see two more places in the world. I mean, you might live to be a one ninety-five. I'm not gonna put that on you. Yeah, modern medicine. Right, if I have all the money in the world, I guess yeah. spend it on living forever. Yeah, you would think Disney would have tried that cryogenically freezing himself. <laughs> yeah. I would, what would you do, uh, Um, I don't know. I, uh, see, part of me would go full time travel, but I don't know if I actually would. I think I would travel for maybe six months of the year, and then come home for six months of the year. Because obviously, I do you know, a bunch of photography when I travel, and if I keep on traveling, I just take more photos and never um, process them. And that's the problem that I'm in now. I'm, I'm still looking at photos from 2010 because I'm so behind on them. So, <laughs> I have video. Um, I have so much video. I'm the same. It's oh, yeah. really bit. Yeah. And yeah, if I was traveling full time, it would just build up and I'd never do it. So, yeah, I think maybe going out for three months, visiting like a month in each place or something like that in three different places and then come back home for three months and you know deal with everything from there and then go out again i think that's, that's kind of like what i do, do. Yeah. yeah i'm like away for six weeks and then i'm back well what's nice about uh, even though uh I travel quite often it's nice to have a place that you can keep coming back to and that's my idea of uh by the end of the year hopefully we'll live in italy where we have to have a home base and then just travel from there and I'm going to come visit you. Yeah, well, we're definitely you know, going to get another room or something because a lot of people are going to visit us, so we need a guest room or something. Well, and start charging people hostel prices and they'll pay your rent. Hmm. That'd be sweet. Or listed on, like, Airbnb or something like that. Definitely. My wife wants to um, live in Italy for a year. And I wouldn't mind that. I think it'd be fun. Got <laughs> another Q&A um, for us? I, I do. Well, 
this one's more of a me question. So uh, Jelly, my friend, um, he helps with my podcast. Um, he was being, being silly and asking if my travel beard had, or my beard had magical properties, uh, which <laughs> of course it does. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I wanted to ask you, Mike, do you grow travel beards when you travel or? Yeah, sometimes do you, I do. You yeah, sometimes I, um, I just get too lazy. But I found that, especially like in Spain or Italy, if I don't shave, I tend to fit in. So I, <laughs> if I want to really fit in as a local, I just don't shave for like a week at least. And then I just start growing a pretty intense beard. It doesn't take very long to grow it for me. I think this question is discriminating. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you shave when you're overseas, Kevin? My face? No. <laughs> Anyone else? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. uh, you know, if you're in a cold climate, you don't have to. You can get away with it. It's got a point. Right. <laughs> <laughs> for me, though, I do have I'll... an affinity for mustaches, though, and I collect them. <laughs> you do, and yeah, that's—I never noticed until you just said that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of weird, but I like it. <laughs> Well, I definitely, yeah, sometimes if I, if it's really hot out, I definitely shave much more often, like if I'm in a hot climate, but if it's cold, if it's cold outside, I, I can deal with not shaving for a little while longer. So sometimes I, I yeah. put my hair in a ponytail. Wow. Me too. <laughs> I put my hair in a ponytail too sometimes. <laughs> Mine's almost long enough too. <laughs> Um, yeah, I just find it more convenient because then I don't have to pack a razor or shaving cream or anything. My toiletry bag is you know, like four things. Oh, I got to shave because it just gets too much. Like after two weeks, uh, it just gets annoying. I, See, that, that's the annoying stage. You've just got to push past yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Once I, you pass two weeks, I gotta pass, Yeah, but then I, I don't know if I, if I plan on... Uh, Kissing my fiance, I need to uh, shave <laughs> eventually. <laughs> she doesn't like it. It gets to a point. Well, no, it's good for a while, but then it gets to the too much point, and then then it just goes out of control. Yeah. My friend Stephen, um, Bohemian traveler, he actually, I think, he, well, he did this when I was with him in Indonesia. He sought out the cheapest place for a haircut. I don't know if he got his beard done as well, but. So he's and he's done it somewhere else before too. Like he finds a thrill in getting cheap, funny haircuts as he travels around. Oh man! He has someone else do it for him. I got a great haircut in China for just three bucks, and it was fantastic. Three dollars. Is the one in Indonesia was like a dollar fifty or something? Ah, yeah. On the side of the road, literally. Yeah, mine was pretty much on the side, um, and it was a great deal for three bucks. It was one of the best haircuts I've had in a while. Yeah. So there you have it. If you want a haircut, head to China. <laughs> yes, it's just a flight away. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's closer for us. It's only a 10 hour flight, I think, for us. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, it's not that much further from here either. Maybe an extra two, three hours, right? 15 hours? No, it's 10 hours. No, no. You're in Washington, aren't you? Yeah, so maybe an extra five, 15 hours, I think. Take me to get to Beijing. Well, 
I don't for me know. to get Some, from... someone in the audience is going to be like this idiot. He doesn't know. He just has it fun. <laughs> yeah, someone will let me do correct this. <laughs> it would probably take me eighteen or twenty hours to get there, mm. and that's flying time only. <laughs> <laughs> you get four layers out, layovers in that time. Always fun. On my first flight to China, I was retarded. I had to go to from uh, New York to. Uh, Ukraine and Ukraine to Beijing. So I went to the other side instead of what? going JFK to uh, California. That's so that crazy. was a long flight. And then I had a really long layover in, uh, in Ukraine. That's when I was just in Indonesia. I wanted them to fly me home in Vancouver, but they sent me to Amsterdam, to Toronto, and then back to Halifax. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. You think you could just go? Wouldn't it be quicker to go to Sydney and then LA and then Vancouver? Well, even just Sydney, Vancouver. Oh yeah, directly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, flights. <laughs> <laughs> At least you guys have short flights to get a whole bunch of places. It takes me like eight hours to even get to another country. Yeah. Well, at well, least you guys have Southeast Asia. Yeah, you've got New Zealand too, and Fiji. New Zealand is just a pretty Australia. <laughs> Very pretty though, but you know, I like it there. You do got yeah. Southeast Asia, which we do not have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've got South America. It's kind of the same, sort of, maybe. Well, it's a lot <laughs> cheaper know. in Southeast Asia than South America. Hmm. Hmm. And maybe more fun. Probably, uh, well, I guess it depends on what you're looking for. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's only a six-hour flight to London from me. Uh, I think it's uh, 18 hours flight time for me. Yeah. Plus a layover. <laughs> Direct opposite side of the world. You got any other questions for us? Um, no, I think that's that's about it. So um, may as well wrap up the podcast here. So, yeah. Uh, Kaylin, where can people find you online if they want to see your videos or follow any of your stuff? Hey, claps. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find me at travelyourself.ca and thetasteoftravel.com. And my YouTube channel is youtube.com slash travelyourself. You're on YouTube? I am. And then I also have Twitter, which is at Kaylin O'Neill or at travelyourself. And you can also find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash travel yourself or facebook.com slash the taste of travel. <laughs> I got all of that right now. Lots of places to find I'm going to start following you. <laughs> and then we'll, we'll those in the show notes. <laughs> um, Mike, where can people find you online? I can be found on artofbackpacking.com and uh, my Twitter is artofbackpacking without the G at the end. Because Twitter does not allow me to put that extra G in. Those character <laughs> limits. They killed me. Uh, and then for all of my other social media stuff, it's just on artofbackpacking.com. On the top right, um, with my new beautiful design. Ooh. Ooh. That went live yesterday, didn't it? Yeah. It's really exciting. i got to get used to it. It's hard. <laughs> I suppose by the time this goes live, it'll be a few days. But, you know, close enough. 
I haven't seen it yet. I'll have to go look. <gasps> You're not my friend what, anymore, Kelly. <laughs> you heard it. Artofbackpacking.com? <laughs> have you heard of it? No. It's just a little website, travel blog. You should also give a shout out to travelblogsuccess.com. Uh, yeah, well, we, um, travel blog success for those looking to um, start a successful travel blog and uh, make a living out of it, as many of us are doing on this podcast. That's true. Um, I'll include a link to that as well, so people can head there if they would like. And Thank Nathan, you. where can we find you? Um, let's see. I am at wheswonders.com. Uh, That's my blog. Um, you can find me on Twitter, um, at wes7. Um, yeah. If you want to email the show, um, you can uh, email podcast at weswonders.com. Um, so if you have any questions for uh, Kaylin or Mike and for some reason you can't be bothered adding them on Twitter, uh, just send an email to that and I'll forward it on to them. Um, and I'm on Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash Wes Wanders. I think that's about all my places, mostly. Um, but you can find them all on my blog. Thank you for having us. It's a great idea for a podcast. All right. Thanks for coming on, guys. Yes, thank you very much. Well, safe travels, everyone. You too yeah, have you fun too. in freezing cold Finland. <laughs> and yeah, we'll have to have you, uh, you know, back on after Italy. Tell us what that's all about. For sure. Well, thanks again to Mike and Kaylin for being on the show. Um, if you'd like to read any of the show notes from today's episode, you can head to podcast com forward slash four because this is episode four also we'd really like you to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes uh, that would be really appreciated and if you've got a spare minute um, you can also give us a rating um, that helps us get new listeners and that's also appreciated Uh, But until next episode, happy traveling.